All right, Playmakers, it's that time of year again for my annual five-day Book More Birthdays Challenge. If you're a business owner that books children's parties or events, whether you are a physical location or a mobile business, I want to help you create a rock-solid plan to book out your birthday calendar for 2024 and beyond. And big news, thanks to this year's challenge sponsor, Aluvi, the first 100 participants can choose their price. That's right. You can secure your spot in the challenge right now for as little as $1, but only while those 100 spots last when the normal price of $37 will kick in. It took me years to figure out how to get more party bookings consistently without feeling like I was constantly selling. Now I want to help you get there a lot faster. So to see exactly what we will cover over five days beginning October 23rd and to secure your spot, head to the show notes now. It's the first link. And if you're a Playmaker Society member, don't worry. You know I've already covered your admission as always. So keep your eyes on your inbox for your unique link to join. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers, two quick announcements before we get into this episode. So number one, if you haven't noticed, I've been doing a little experiment unwillingly, might I add, I've been testing out only doing two episodes per week on this feed for two important reasons, really. Reason number one, and this is the unwilling part, is that I have been extremely sick the past like 10 days or so. My whole family has with COVID. And with that, I could barely speak a sentence, let alone get through a 30-minute episode. I'm still going to be struggling a little bit today, so please bear with me. But even before I got sick, I noticed that when I only do two episodes per week and make them a bit longer and meatier, I get way more downloads and listens. It feels like three episodes per week, especially because they were turning into these longer, lengthier episodes, it felt like it was hard for you to keep up with as a listener. And it's definitely hard for me to keep up with, especially now that I've been doing a lot more video content and a lot more free classes and creating a lot more printables and downloads and challenges and trying to serve you in different ways and connect with you on different platforms. So I'm going to be testing out two episodes per week, and I'm going to see how it goes and see how it feels. I might go back to three. We will see. But for now, expect two episodes per week on Mondays and Wednesdays with the occasional quick Friday tip thrown in there when I don't have enough content for a full episode but I still want to share a quick tip or strategy. All right. The second announcement is that I am closing the doors to Playmaker Society. Now, if you're a member already, do not panic. I'm only closing the doors to new members who have not gone through my Play Cafe Academy course. Now, if you're new here, Play Cafe Academy is my signature course 
And Playmaker Society is my membership for people who want to continue learning from me and be part of my community after completing the course. I always like to say that Play Cafe Academy gets you to opening day and Playmaker Society is everything after. So growing, scaling, licensing, multiple locations, managing a team, personal development, leadership, community engagement, all that stuff. Now, up until a few months ago, I would share a link to an application that any owners of existing spaces, so you had to be open for more than a year, I would share this application that these existing owners could use to apply to be granted membership into Playmaker Society without taking my full program, which would normally be a prerequisite. However, I've been doing this for two years now, and it just has not had the results that I intended. My goal with opening up Playmaker Society to current owners was to help more play-based owners, especially during the pandemic, with invaluable information and the collaboration community that comes with Playmaker Society. But this ended up being kind of a disaster, and it was a huge disservice to those who were allowed to bypass the full Play Cafe Academy program. Honestly, it became glaringly obvious who in the group had skipped that important piece of the puzzle. And if you are a Playmaker Society member, especially if you're one that's been around for a couple years and you have taken the Play Cafe Academy program, you know exactly what I'm talking about because I have gotten so many messages from you over the last year or so asking me to close the membership. Because while these owners who, again, bypassed the Play Cafe Academy program, they were so kind and had amazing visions and were so passionate about their businesses, it was clear that they were lacking a lot of the strong foundations that a business like an indoor playground absolutely needs in order to be successful. And it was kind of like we were all speaking a different language entirely and we were not on the same page. Like if someone had a pricing question, for example, once some of the members chimed in with, you know, words like profit margin and direct cost and opportunity cost and sharing the formulas that I use in Play Cafe Academy and only got the, you know, deer and headlights look in return, I knew this was going to be an issue. The playing field was just not equal and it wasn't fair, quite frankly. And I realized, you know, if I'm teaching all of these really advanced marketing strategies and Facebook and Google ads and search engine optimization and all this stuff that is the gold inside of Playmaker Society that is really meant to take your indoor playground business to the next level and help you scale it and design the life of your dreams. But I'm you know, teaching these owners to drive all this traffic and customers to landing and web pages that are not user-friendly or optimized or organized in the correct way with offers that are unclear and unvalidated with bottleneck booking systems that are never going to be scalable. This is just going to lead to more wasted money and more frustration for these owners who I wanted to help. So while Playmaker Society is still open to anyone who wishes to become a member, I am now requiring Play Cafe Academy as a prerequisite. And trust me, 
This is not me gatekeeping. This is for the best. And again, this is something that I've been seeing over the last couple years. So this is not a decision that I came to lightly. The foundations that you get in my signature program are absolutely key to truly scaling. And as I said, designing the business and life of your dreams in Playmaker Society, or you will always feel like you are 10 steps behind and always playing catch up compared to everyone else who did take that program. And that's okay. I went to business school and I got the master's degree in economics. So you don't have to. Well, I actually went because I felt like I had to, but now let my experience and training benefit you. So many amazing people go into this business with amazing intentions and truly creative visions and so much passion, but without business experience or as much advanced training. But this industry, if I've learned nothing else, I've learned that this is a science just as much as it is in art. And even the best, most creative, most fun space in the world will fail if the math ain't mathin' behind the scenes or if you don't establish a consistent way to pay yourself as the owner. And this comes with training, with experience. Trust me. So if you enroll in Play Cafe Academy now, you still get a free month inside of Playmaker Society with a ton of other free bonuses and standard operating procedure manuals and downloads and templates and everything you need to run a truly optimized play space that is in fact scalable. I am so confident that Play Cafe Academy will pay for itself so soon after enrollment with all of those templates and downloads I mentioned and all of the discount codes you get from my preferred vendors that I feel really confident doing this. I feel really good about it. I'm really excited. So if you have applied to be in Playmaker Society in the past couple months, I probably reached out to you privately, but this is why you haven't been granted access. This is something I've been working on behind the scenes for a long time. And as I said, this is for everyone's benefit. And it's been a growing concern inside Playmaker Society for quite a while. So I know a lot of members inside there are breathing a breath of relief right now. I've heard you. I, you know, I understand you and I'm implementing your feedback. So I'm really excited again to keep the doors open as long as you've gone through my Play Cafe Academy program and have that foundational step ready to go so that you are truly prepared for those more advanced strategies. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I want to talk about the latest in tech innovation for your play space, the integration of QR codes to help deliver the best possible customer experience every time. But first, I thought it would be fun to tell you just a quick little history about the QR code since this is something that I didn't know prior to researching for this episode. So it's just one new wrinkle in your brain for today. The QR code was invented in 1994 by Masahiro Hara, who was an engineer at the Japanese company Denso Wave, a subsidiary of the Toyota Group. The primary purpose of the QR code 
was to track vehicles during the manufacturing process and to ensure a faster scanning process than traditional barcodes. Now, I know this is niche, but if you're like me and worked in marketing, specifically corporate marketing, back in like the 2010 time period, you will know that QR codes were being pushed like crazy, but they never really took off. Then for about 10 years, we didn't really hear anything about them. But now since the pandemic, as I'm sure you've noticed, QR codes are back and are more ubiquitous than ever. And personally, while I was a bit annoyed at first, when restaurants and cafes had a QR code menu only, I've actually grown very used to and even fond of it, especially when a business uses QR codes in a way that helps me as the customer get the information I need or the service I need quicker and easier. So in this episode, I know we've talked about QR codes a lot throughout previous episodes, but I wanted to quickly share nine of my favorite ways that I've seen indoor playgrounds utilize QR codes in their business throughout all of my travels around the country visiting play spaces. Now, this isn't an exhaustive list of ways that you can utilize this technology. I just wanted to share my top favorites. So if I missed any uses that you have been loving, as always, send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to do a part two. And because I'm still barely able to speak long enough to get through this single episode, we're going to do this rapid fire style just to get your wheels turning. And then don't forget to stay tuned for the end for your play of the day. All right. So the first one is probably the most obvious digital waivers. Nobody likes to sign a paper waiver every single time they come in or, you know, go through all of these different prompts on a tablet that every single person touches. I love when indoor playgrounds put a QR code either on their website or on their door or on their front desk to make the check-in process much easier. Because if you've ever walked into a really engaging, colorful play space with your little one and had to tell them, oh, you have to wait 10, 15 minutes to check in, it never starts the visit off on the right foot. So I love using QR codes for digital waivers specifically to make the check-in process easier and more seamless. I've also seen people include digital waiver QR codes on their printed birthday invitations that they give out to their party hosts, which I think is a really fun and easy way to allow people to RSVP and to make the host job just a little bit easier. So digital waivers is number one. Number two is party and event booking. So if you have pictures displayed all over your play space or boards or advertisements for your birthday parties, put a QR code next to it and say, hey, if you're interested in checking out our party packages, scan this QR code and we'll bring it right up for you. I've even seen places include QR codes for specific services like parties on the back of their bathroom door stalls because Everyone knows when they're taking a little bathroom break, they're probably playing on their phone or zoning out for a minute. So anywhere where you have party or event information displayed, maybe it's a calendar or something similar, include a QR code to make finding additional information and booking that event or service even easier for your customer. Because we all know that the easier we make it for people to become customers or continue being customers of ours, the better our sales are going to be. 
All right, number three, and this is from a local children's museum, is interactive learning stations. So I recently toured the Explore and More Children's Museum, and something that I didn't include enough about in my tour video, which is on YouTube, is the interactive learning stations that they had. So I mentioned that they had a very local feel, and they had a ton of historical plaques and information about Buffalo, New York's history, which is where the indoor playground is located. But what I didn't mention enough is that they recently started integrating QR codes into these learning stations so that if a parent or an adult wants to learn more, they can scan the QR code and explain it to their little one. Of course, little kids aren't going to have devices to go around scanning QR codes, but I thought this was a really cool way to make the space engaging even for the adult guests. I've also seen indoor playgrounds do this during events or classes. If there's an art activity or a step-by-step process that a teacher is sharing, oftentimes they will include a QR code at that craft station or somewhere similar, and the parent can scan it, save it, maybe repeat the exercise at home, or finish up if they ran out of time. So I love this for interactive learning stations, for events, classes, anything like that to continue that learning process at home and really solidify the value that that parent is getting from that activity. Number four, and this actually might be my favorite, is simplified food ordering. Now I've talked about this before on this podcast, but I love how easy indoor playgrounds are now making it to order food while a parent is visiting. So if you're in the play area with your little one, especially if it's a really busy day or you know, a busy time period for that facility, it's very difficult to kind of leave your kiddo to the play area, walk all the way over, stand in line at the cafe counter, place your order, pay, wait, wait to pick up your food, go find a table. That's a long time where you're leaving your little one unattended or barely attended if you can kind of see them, but not really. I know how nerve wracking that can be, especially as a parent with anxiety. So I love when indoor playgrounds put QR codes scattered around the play area so that a parent can simply scan that QR code, place an order, pay without having to interact with any staff, without having to wait in line, and most importantly, without having to exit the play area and go all the way up to the cafe counter to place an order. And that way, they can simply get texted or notified when their order is ready so that they can grab their kiddo and go enjoy that snack or meal together. So simplified food ordering is definitely the thing of the future. And I guarantee you, you are going to see a skyrocket in food sales and cafe sales. I know when I talked about Luma Space in Los Angeles, California, I talked about how she integrated kiosk ordering throughout her play space. So this is a little bit more of an advanced strategy. It costs a lot more. So you can have the same benefits of these kiosk ordering systems by simply just placing QR codes on plaques or on laminated sheets of paper around your facility. So again, all the benefits while not incurring quite as much of the costs. Is it going to look quite as fancy or as streamlined? No, but again, we want to get our customers served to the best of our ability and as quickly as possible. That's the point. So it's okay to start small and scrappy with something like QR codes And then maybe someday work up to something like a more advanced kiosk ordering system. All right, number five, loyalty programs. So as we all know, I love a membership program and I love a loyalty program. 
So putting QR codes on people's loyalty cards or printing out your own is a great cost-effective way to make sure that your employees are scanning somebody's loyalty card when they come in and making sure that they get their points or rewards or however your system works or simply just getting them checked in so that they don't have to sign a new waiver every single time. So love a QR code for a loyalty program. Number six is to allow customers to give feedback. So if seeking Google reviews or Facebook reviews or Yelp reviews is something that's really important for your business, which it absolutely should be, I have an entire podcast episode that I'll link in the show notes about how to utilize ratings and reviews to increase your indoor playground's profitability. But if you're working to gather more positive feedback, put QR codes on your receipts or on the way out the door when people are leaving. Or if somebody just simply walks up to an employee and says, wow, I'm having such a great time. My kiddo loves this place. Make it easy for that employee to solicit feedback. Give them a clipboard or a sign with a QR code and allow them to direct that customer and say, hey, thank you so much for your feedback. If you wouldn't mind, Google reviews really help our business. So if you just want to scan this QR code really quickly and type what you just mentioned to me into the review box, it helps our business so much. By, again, opening that two-way door for communication and enabling customers to leave this positive feedback online, it's really going to increase the likelihood that they actually will leave this positive feedback. All right, number seven is education. So if you have a board with all of your different policies or if you have cleaning procedures that you're really proud of, allow customers to learn more about them using QR codes. So again, if you have a policy board with all your rules, put a QR code at the bottom and say, hey, are you curious about why we have these policies and procedures in place? And have the QR code bring up your frequently asked questions or bring up a blog explaining some of your most asked about policies or something like that. Or again, if you have a cleaning or sanitizing station, put a QR code there with a blog linking to a video of your cleaning procedures or more information about how often you clean and sanitize. I love QR codes to, again, lead with education and compassion because we all know that customers are just going to complain about some of your policies and procedures. It's just something that happens with businesses like ours. So if you get asked all the time about why people are required to take their shoes off, again, put a little QR code next to that policy and empower your employees with this. Have them say, hey, great question. If you want to learn more about exactly why this ha- we have this policy, we actually put together a blog or we put together a video with a more in-depth explanation than I'm able to give you right now. Because we all know that employees, when they're on you know, the quote-unquote front lines, they have multiple customers they're dealing with, they're making drinks. They can't always take 15 minutes out of their day to explain a specific policy to a customer. So again, this is just another way to, de- to deliver information that customers need quicker and easier and empower your employees with a tool to better serve your customers. All right, number eight is events. So if you're setting up a booth or if you're doing a partnership or something like that and you're running a contest or you want to collect email addresses or something similar, set up a QR code and say, hey, scan this QR code put your information in there. It's going to sign you up for our email list so that 
you can get updates, but we're also going to enter you in a contest for a pack of play passes or something like that. You are going to get so many more leads and so many more email addresses and participants if you make it as easy as possible for them to sign up. They're probably getting bombarded with marketing messages and contests and giveaways and things like that. So again, the easier you can make it for somebody to enter, the better your results are going to be. So love QR codes for this. Or again, if you want to advertise your birthday party services or your event calendar, have multiple QR codes that people can scan or print your QR codes on your brochures or flyers that you hand out. So if people are a little bit overwhelmed at the actual event, they can go ahead and take it home or scan it in the car and enter or learn more about your services at that time when they're a little bit more relaxed in a more quiet, focused environment. All right, the ninth way I love to use QR codes, and this is the second to last one, is business partnerships. So if you sell advertising space or something like that in your facility, a great way to kind of condense all of the information and all of your partners and still get the information in the hands of your customers, the people who need it, is to allow your partners to add QR codes to their brochures or their flyers or whatever their quote-unquote advertising space is designated as. It makes it so you don't have so much information bombarding your customers in this advertising space, but again, it allows people to learn more if they choose. So if you're selling advertising space, adding QR codes is something you might want to consider. All right, and the last way I love to see businesses utilize QR codes is if they're selling retail space to local vendors or shops. So this is something that we've talked about so many times in Playmaker Society, but it is very difficult as an indoor playground owner to manage inventory if you're renting out shelf space. It, you know, you have to keep track of prices, you have to keep track of vendors, you have to keep track of payouts. So a much easier way to have kind of a local shop feel to your indoor playground is to allow local vendors to place their items for sale in your shop, but have customers check out via QR code. So the way that this would work is that vendor pays you just a flat monthly rent for being able to sell their products in your space. And then they're responsible for making sure that customer scans the QR code. They're responsible for actually collecting the payment, doing any fulfillment services that they might need to do, um, paying the sales taxes on that item, paying the credit card processing fees. It makes for a much less messy experience for the customers, for you, and for your vendors. So I've seen a ton of local shops utilize QR codes in this way, and it makes it just so much simpler for everyone involved, and it's probably going to lead to an increase in sales. Because again, it makes it so much easier for customers to actually purchase items. I would just recommend making sure that this retail section is in eyesight of your cafe counter so that you don't have a problem with theft or anything like that. I wouldn't think your customers would do that, but just in case, if you're going to be utilizing the strategy, definitely make sure that you have loss prevention in mind. All right, now I just want to quickly touch on your play of the day, and that is to create one new QR code with the thinking that it's going to better serve your customers. So if you have a frequently asked question that people ask all the time, or if your check-in process just takes too long, try to identify one area 
where a QR code might help speed up the process or serve your customers better or faster. And my favorite way to create QR codes is either in Canva or using Bitly. Now with Bitly, you can create QR codes absolutely free. I believe with Canva, you do need a premium account. The only downside with Bitly is that it's going to have the Bitly logo on it. So it's not going to necessarily be a brand cohesive experience. So if you're printing this on flyers or brochures, or if you're making a plaque for your space, you might want to pay a little bit extra in either Canva or Bitly to make sure that you're able to customize that QR code and put your own logo on it or make it a little bit more, again, brand cohesive. So that is your play of the day today. I hope you have an amazing Wednesday and I will see you right back here on the